Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, hosted by myself, Jama, and Slim. And today we have a really interesting topic, but before we do that, please feel free to subscribe to this channel. Hell like yeah. Like all our social media, you can find it in the description below. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get into it. Today I wanted to talk about, and it's a topic that I've always been thinking about because it's kind of impacted my life mm-hmm. for the most part of it, but it's the perception of what others think of you. And before I throw it to you, I just want to just wanna say, like, in today's age, we live in a world where everybody is always reliant on what others think of them, right? Yep. So, like, even to the smallest of things, like, my habits, my hobbies, my career, my relationships, it's like, there are some people whose sole purpose is just, like, I need to satisfy other people's perception of what they think of me, right? It's mm-hmm. like requirements. Like, for example, like, your mom wants you to do something. And you end up doing that for your entire life because that's what you thought was good for you, right? Mm -hmm. And I just want to share a personal story where it's like when I was younger and no hate to my parents because they're they're just trying to do what's best for me. I can't believe you even have to disclaimer that. No hate to my parents. No, because I I love them and I hate hate the idea that ever talking ill of them. But it's it's not talking ill. It's It's, it's it's just truth, right? Real life, yeah. When I, I kind of wanted to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. And then the idea of college in the Somali community was like... Don't even start. It's low class. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's it's for dumber people. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I remember throwing that idea to them. They're like, you're not going to university? And then me being the young kid, I was like, no, I'll, I'll go to university. You know, I, I, will, I will do that, satisfy. Both? And I ended up going to university, you know? Mm, okay. And I, I hated what I was doing. And I said, I'm still doing that to this day. But that's a conversation <laughs> time, you know? But it's Shout like, out to college graduates, <laughs> by the way. Seneca. But, but it's, it's like, there are people who are trapped in the cycle of satisfying others' people's requirements of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's so sad that, for example, Alhamdulillah, I feel like I broke out of that. Mm-hmm. And there are still people to this day who are in their 40s, their 50s, who are still trying to trap trapped in the cycle you know mm-hmm. so i just i want to throw it to you do you do you ever felt that you were impacted by the perception of others one thousand and two hundred percent how so listen let me, let's bring I'm, i want to peel this back a little bit a little further actually i want to get a little more into the psychology of it because a i do believe that other people have an impact on everyone's life yeah, it's yeah. not just uh people who are weak low self-esteem uh who are having identity problems mm-hmm. it's not just that i think Everyone who's walking on the earth right now has had some kind of impact on their life from some other external Facts. factor or person, right? Uh, and that could be either big or small. That's just dependent on how you react, right? Mm-hmm. So to take it a step further, I want to go back to like our younger ages, right? When we were like young and growing up around like ages of like five to like 10, right? Mm-hmm. Very impressionable. And I think we relied on uh, other influences from other people, like people that are uh, older than us. People that are above us in some kind of way, uh, our peers in school that we look up to, our teachers, um, for some kind of direction of how to be, you know? Um, and as time goes on, I think we start to develop our own sense of what's right and what's wrong or what we should do. Um, but I think in the teenage years, especially, some of us kind of get lost in being in a crowd that you didn't see yourself kind of being in yeah, or yeah, yeah. going down a path you, you never saw yourself going down. Yeah, And that can lead to... Uh, it can affect a person, you know what I mean? And uh, this this conversation is actually pretty pretty interesting because I was telling you before when we started, like I was thinking about 
how some of the things that I do have been impacted by other people, right? Yeah. I was just thinking about that this week, randomly, on my own. And I was thinking to myself back to when I was in high school, right? Okay. I used to always... I don't know why, fam. It's just the dumbest shit ever, but I used to always be self-conscious about my laugh. <laughs> like, I used to be like, yo, I'm laughing too loud. I'm laughing too hysterical. You did have an ugly laugh, though. <laughs> and then I tone it down. I tone it down. I'm laughing quiet. And niggas yeah. are like, yo, is he mad at me? I'm like... That used to... Turn me upside down. I'm not gonna lie. No, I don't know what started that. That insecurity. I, I, to be honest with you, I I know for myself now. Yeah. I overanalyze a lot. I overanalyze more than the average person. I'd like to think, right? Whether it's myself, whether it's my surroundings, whether it's who I'm speaking to. Yeah. Um, I like to deeply think about things a lot more than the average person. I like to think so. That led me to kind of try and shape my personality to the best version of myself. And that was impacted by other people, you know? And we went to rowdy high school, you know, yeah. where it's like you have to be <laughs> A plus B plus C or else you're not making it up. You know, and, and sorry to cut you off. There's one more thing I wanted to say. I feel like you and I and the people we grew up with, we were kind of impacted a little bit more because our high school had so few people. Yeah. So the fact that there was only like 300 to 400 of us max, everybody knew each other, right? So yeah. if, if you were to kind of like be weird... Or be like, um, I don't like how you looked at me, which is weird. You can't give me like that, you know? Because I'm not gonna lie, you're, you're, you're kind of a weirdo, fam. Makara is loved I by everyone. By what I stand by. No, but side eye, though, I saw that. What I, what I was saying, no, I thought you were giving me a signal. I'm like, yo, which one should we talk? I didn't move. <laughs> but to the point that I was making, it's yeah. like, there's so few people that everybody knew each other. Mm-hmm. So everybody's perception of you was so limited because. If one person thought of you some way, chances are the other 399 people are going to think of you the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So you saying that you were self-conscious about your laugh, you prob- it's like under the assumption that if one person thinks that way, everybody's going to think I'm a weirdo, right? Exactly. And you were a kid and you, you didn't know better. Didn't know any better. And and, and to, to throw it even more, in high school, you're kind of in this position where you're trying to climb this quote-unquote social ladder, yeah. right? And try and be the mold of the cool person in high school, right? Yeah. So that kind of all gets in the way of who your actual personality really is, you know? Gotcha. I think as we get older and we start to tap into who we are a little more based off of real life experiences mm-hmm. and stuff, but um, impact from other people can really shape you in a better way too, you know? Interesting. So like, Interesting. I personally learned in college, right, through uh, speaking with different people. Actually, yeah. yo, one of, my, one of my best friends I met in college he really helped me learn people skills that I never had. You told me that before. You know, he yeah. was very attentive. That's one thing I noticed about this guy when I first met him. He would never interrupt me when I'm speaking. He would always let me finish my sentences. Yeah. If I was going on a rant, he'd let me say it. Just very attentive. And I just picked up off that, you know, it kind of subconsciously brushed off on me, you know? Gotcha. And then after we graduated college and we went our separate ways and we yeah. started seeing each other less, I noticed the impact he had on me. And it was a very significant impact, you know? So my thing is I tried my best to kind of take the, the things that help me grow as a person yeah. uh, that's been, that I consider impact from others. I try to take those things and run with them and kind of build on them. But there are times where um, external factors or people of significance in my life, even now as an adult, their opinions or their way of doing things kind of get in the way of how I actually am as a person, you know? So that's kind yeah. of the battle... Yeah that we go through as people, but there is so much, like the significance of other people's impact on you can go either really good or really bad too. I think, I think there's, there should be a, like a good 
equal. Like I think because let me give you a really ex- a good example where I had a friend who she was very intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what. Well, I don't, I'm not really talked to her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but she she she, was, she 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 got dumb when she stopped talking. Yeah, well, yeah. When she, when she left, she was like, ah. <laughs> no, okay. but she she was she was super smart, right? Mm-hmm. And her entire life, she was known as the smart girl. Mm-hmm. And that's because her parents molded her to be like this person who studies all the time, mm-hmm. takes school seriously, mm-hmm. go to college, go to university, get your degree, get a job, right? Yeah. So then I remember when she was in the university, and don't get me wrong, she's like an A plus student. Mm-hmm. There was a time where she failed class. Okay. Right? I remember she, she told me she she came home that day, and she got the biggest lecture from her parents. And like, the point that I'm trying to make is. Her whole life was molded to be perfect. And the time that there was a crack, the same people who told her this is what you should be really brought her down to the level where this is not what I raised you to be. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's a level of understanding and being able to have patience for people. Because this girl, after this mark that she got, she was never that A-plus student anymore. She, she became that C-plus, C B-minus student because she was like... The people who I was trying to satisfy my entire life, they turned on me the second that they got it, you know? Mm-hmm. And why why am I satisfying a group of people who never really thought of me the best anyway? Because they, they just thought I would always bring in these marks. And the second that I didn't, they turned on me, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about that. And I'm like, is that is that how everybody really thinks? Because me personally, I've, I've always been known as that smart kid, right? Yep. But then when, when university hit... And I wasn't the smart kid anymore. The I went through, the eighties, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I went. I went through a like a personality crisis because yeah. I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in university, I was smart when it came to the four hundred people. <laughs> when, when, when it came to a, a you like, see, <laughs> he's looking at me and you, right? Like, come on, man. Like, number I one, the same school as you, Initially, but. he said there's three hundred people. You see, when he's talking about his smartness, I went to four hundred people. Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> Dumbass, <laughs> nigga. Come on, man. No, there were there was four hundred people, but then when when I come to a school where there's ten thousand people on campus every day, mm-hmm. I found out really how average. I <laughs> average ass. <laughs> average L. But then that's that's when I get to a reality. I'm not the smart guy anymore, right? I'm just mm-hmm. the average dude. So now I have to be able to kind of come to terms with who I actually am and change that perception of what people think. I was, you know. I think, you know, uh, this is a great conversation about identity specifically. Yeah. Um, I think actually just based off what you said right now, uh, I came to the conclusion, not even conclusion, like a theory almost, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and I was looking back onto my personal life too. I think to get to your true identity, mm-hmm. you have to go through some kind of a molding phase and then a kind of hit a brick wall almost, you know, kind of have some kind of crisis. Um, in the story that you shared right now, the girl that you were friends with, her parents uh, not accepting the fact that she uh, didn't get that didn't get that passing cl- uh, grade mm-hmm. was her identity crisis, you know. Yeah. And then uh, you know, like my my whole thing was after we left high school, it was uh, there wasn't a status quo anymore for me to follow. Mm-hmm. So I became my own person, you know. Like that that was kind of my identity crisis, you know. Like yeah. kind of reshape myself and to follow my own path uh, in a sense, you know. But um, I think that's really important. But I also do think that some people. Are a little bit late to the party with that you know like i see some people that are near my age or around my age that i i see like some of the tendencies that i saw from them uh at a young age yeah. you know uh some of the things that they're still doing that they're not ready to give up yet people are late to the party that are holding them back you know so i think uh a part of identity is uh realizing that there isn't a path built for you you have to kind of build your own path 
Um, and some people don't realize that, you know, and that's, that's, that's a scary thing to go through where you're, especially when your peers are in positions where they're, they're very much molded who they are, uh, or people around you, like whether it's your brothers or your friends or your actual, like, you know, uh, significant other or someone around you, right. Is shaping themselves to be a better person or to be a more identifiable person. And then you're just kind of following the crowd, you know, like just still stagnant, you know, that's a scary thing, you know, and people go through that shit all the time. Um, but I think it helps to, I'm an overthinker fam, you know? So I, I thought about this shit when I felt, when I feel like no one else was thinking about this shit, you know, early on. And I don't think a lot of people have these deep thoughts about themselves, about their personality enough. Um, but it's so like, yo, it's, it's reality. Everybody's going to go through that time where they're like, yo, what am I really doing? Who am I really trying to be? Mm-hmm. Let me be the best version of me, you know? And that could come at any point, but the earlier, the better. Right. And yeah, once yeah, you get 100%. to that, it's like your growth starts to exponentially go high, you know? So like, I, I think go to that point, I think you brought up a really awesome point. I think people's growth period really starts when they start to realize that they need to work on themselves mm-hmm. rather than be molded by people who are around them. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when you understand that, you know, the, the perception of what people think about you is not as important as you really think it is. Mm-hmm. That's when you really can fill that cup full of water. You I know? agree. And th- and that cup, you can fill it with things that make you full because exactly. I, I feel like if you, have like if you always put other people's opinion of you so high Mm -hmm. you're never gonna be satisfied with yourself you know you're always gonna be like how can i do this for them how can i do that for them but what you really need to do is understand what makes you happy yep understand the requirements that make you whole and fill that with whatever that you want it to fill you know i agree another thing that people do is they're scared that the people around them are not going to be with them anymore if people love you man Regardless of if you change drastically or, you know, if regardless of if they don't, it's like the people who will stick around will stick around. Not all friendships or, dare I say, even family is going to be around for you with ever, you know? 100%. I hate the idea that people say, like, they're your family. You know, no, it's, 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 it's not that it's the fact that you need to surround yourself with people who are good energy, right? Mm -hmm. If your family is not good energy then of course i'm not going to say cut your family off mm-hmm. like work work on the things that you need to work on but if at the end of the day if your mental health is deteriorating you got to detach yourself from things you know it's, you, it's you just have to be willing to grow and to add, it's just distancing yourself from negativity it's not it's yeah. not nothing personal you're just trying to be the best version of you right mm. and i think you know and, and i was thinking as well like another thing that i noticed that uh, a lot of people are impacted by from external factors is, is bad habits you know okay bad habits is one thing that i noticed that a lot of people pick up like smoking, for example, right? Yeah. Nobody just goes to the convenience store and one day randomly and just buys a cigarette pack and just becomes a smoker, right? I've I seen think, it happen. I, I, I don't, I've <laughs> never seen that happen before. I've never seen that. Ha- I think it just happens over time, just based off of social Yo, the, anxiety. Short story. Can I try to cut you off? There was a time yeah. where I was at SO mm-hmm. and these kids came up to me like, Yo, he buys bogey. He buys bogey. No, <laughs> way. Like, no. You said, Hell no, right? <laughs> no. Bogey? That's, that's, that's. <laughs> Some paper, I don't know. Lighter? Like they, they were like 12. 12? They were 12, bro. And I was like, they I, had I, the I can't nerve do this. to ask you? <laughs> God, they were like, I'm willing to buy you a Gatorade. I'm like, I'm grown. I don't need a, a Gatorade. <laughs> get, get the fuck out of here, bro. Go back to school, fam. It's fucking fourth period, my nigga. Like, but sorry, shit. I cut you off. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, what was I saying? You were saying, uh, shit, my fault. Well, you were talking about 
bogeys at a store. Bogeys. Yeah. <laughs> bogeys at a store led me to that. I'm not going to lie. But I think, yeah, bad habits are very much like gotten. Like you get bad habits from being around people with bad habits. I feel like majority of the time, you know, or whether it's uh, the, the environment that you're in or I mean like the even it could be family too. You never know. Family. I was using smoking as an example because like, like I was saying, nobody I know goes, to, no one I know ever went to the grocery store or the, the convenience store and said, yo, let me get a bogey pack fresh out mm-hmm. first day. It just happens based off being in the group, 100%. getting uh, influenced by other people around you, you know, and then that forms into bad habits. You know, even like people who lie, I feel like people who lie, who, who are amongst people who lie will lie more. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's just your, the influence you have from around uh, from others around you can be so much more significant in your life than you can actually know. And I think bad habits is one thing that people have a hard time breaking, but they don't even realize that they're picking them up you from other you, people. Yeah, exactly. You, you know? are who you surround yourself with. Exactly. You know, if, you're, if your friends are doing these things, most, most chances are you are as well, right? And you might, and, and, and another thing too, I think you might also miss out on things if you're influenced by people who don't see the same visions as you. I'll give you a small little example. Like when I was a kid, in sixth grade, I really loved skateboarding. Really? I was really, yo, I was I never knew that, eh? die hard. I, that, that year, I was a skater, fam. I, tr- I learned how to skate. Kids? I learned how to skate. <laughs> I learned how to do a one, two tricks. I still, Wally, that skates? Fam, I, can't, I still can't do the kickflip, but yeah, I used to skate. I used to love skating, and it was a hobby of mine that I picked up. I bought a skateboard. You know, I learned how to skate. I did all that shit. I was into like the, the, the skaters, uh, celebrity skaters and all that shit. But Tony Hawk shit. Tony Hawk, Bam Margera, Ryan <laughs> Sheckler. Come on, man. Big you Black. Gotta one. Huh? You gotta know the great one. I only know Tony. Yeah, that's, that's the only one I know OG, too. man. He was the first ever to do the 720, but we're not gonna Still, do that. In his 50s, doing a skateboard trick. He broke every thing. bone in his body, fam. Yeah, I see that. I see that Real video. nigga. That that's my. Video. Yo, that guy has the N word pass. <laughs> he does. No cap. Fam, he re- that guy, PS2 was his. Yo, Tony Hawk, American Wasteland, Underground 1, Underground 2. Yo, I didn't know you were a skater, nigga, eh? I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) But, yo, the fact that we went to a Somali-dominated middle school, high school, I had to put that shit aside. You never picked it back up? Never. Why not? Never picked it back up. Well, I I can't say I'm not into it, right? I still very much into, like, the the aesthetic of it. Interesting. You know, it's it's helped... uh, it's helped kind of shape my style in a sense, yeah. you know, but I don't skateboard, you know, I don't look out for skateboarding stuff anymore. And I think that's very much influenced by the school that I went to, you know? So you think if you went to a more Adan school, not even Adan, but more accepting of the fact that I had other hobbies Fair. that other yeah. people did. Cause yo, like at the time I was into skateboarding, I wasn't into basketball. Okay. Like at all. Like okay. I didn't watch basketball. I just knew names of basketball players. And then the next year after grade six, I got, put on to basketball by everybody else who was watching basketball. Oh, Kobe, uh, the Celtics, the Lakers in the finals. Uh, that's when I got put on to basketball, really. When the, okay, when the okay. Celtics and Lakers were in the finals, yeah, yeah. like another uh, mutual friend of ours, Hassan, pulled me to the side. He's like, yo, who you got? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I like skateboarding. <laughs> so that was like, I, I, re- I remember making that, you know, mental decision. Like, yo, put this shit aside. Get, get with what everybody's with. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't regret it because I, I really much love basketball now. Yeah. But I'm like, what could have been, you know? I don't, I don't know what could have been if yeah. I, if I stuck with what I liked at the time, you know. But that's another influence from other people, right? And that shaped my identity in a sense, right? But it's just something you go through as a, as a, in life, you know. Everybody has to go through. I think now, if I were to pick up a hobby 
and my general friend group wasn't into it, I'd be more into that hobby. Or yeah. I'd, I'd be more true to that hobby because I can keep that up and I'm not looking for external influences to, to sway my decisions on what I like. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, that was what was happening. And it's now, all these years later, I still don't skateboard. But when I see a nigga on a know, skateboard... I don't even know that about when you. When I see a nigga on a skateboard on the streets, I'm like, yo, let me pop an Audi for you real quick. <laughs> can you do that? Can you, can you do that? A thousand percent. That's the only thing I can do. But <laughs> yo, I can I jump off the curb. You know, I can I can ride that bitch. You're like, pause. <laughs> Come on, man. You're a homophobic ass motherfucker. Like, my, 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 We're my, accepting my. over here, right? That, that, was, that was good timing. <laughs> Just saying. All right? The climate we live in right now. No, but I, I actually did not know that about you. And yeah. The fact that you felt like you weren't comfortable sharing that when you were younger. I'll tell you the moment, actually. And it's like a little bullying moment. <laughs> what happened? Yo, what you know, happened? What you happened? know our friend Salman? <laughs> Fab. I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. I'm being so 100% right now. This is for the Coffee Break Podcast. I love you guys. Grade, grade 5, yeah. I went to uh, a different uh, to elementary, elementary school, right? Yeah, yeah, and then we all linked up in grade 6 at our yeah. middle school. So grade 5, I was really good friends, close friends with Salman, right? Yeah. And I hung out with him very often. Okay. Grade 6, we got split up into different classes. Then okay. I went my way. I started skating, you know, hanging out with the skaters. And he pulled me aside one day after school. He was like, yo, Sam, <laughs> you're a skater head now. <laughs> That those words broke me, fam. They broke me as a man. I was like, oh my god. You changed your I was like, you I was like, persona, I was like, that's a man saying that, man. Oh shit. After that, fam, I had to make a decision real quick. I was like, yo, to hold the game last night, guys. <laughs> you changed your no whole personality. Right? I remember it being at the towards the end of the year, fam. You know, that's like funny. he was like. He hit me with the one line. It changed my whole guy. life. <laughs> changed guy. my whole life right there. I was like, damn, all right. But looking back, I'm like, yeah. I can't be mad at it. You know, like it, I'm still, I'm, I'm very much happy of who I turned out to be. Yeah. But I can't help but think what could have been, you know? You Shit think like your life that. would be drastically different? I mean, who knows? I could have met different people. I could have been in different rooms, you know? True. Could have got influenced into different things, you know? Um, I could have had different talents. You never know. Definitely. Anything could happen. Skate parks and shit like that. You exactly. Different people. Who knows? Yeah. Imagine, because yo, there used to be this game. Well, they the skaters play horse. Yeah. As a skating game, it's called skate, right? Okay. Where you have to do the Copy. trick. Yeah, and then yeah. if you don't, and I used to play that game with niggas all the time. Take L's, 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 and my goal was to beat a, a nigga that we went to school with in that game of skate. Could never do it. He was that good. He was that good. I was like, yo, you remember Leroy? Huh? Remember Leroy? Yeah, yeah, the black guy. Can never do it. He's too it. nice. No, but skaters have resilience though. That's, it definitely builds like the kids that do it. Yeah, it builds different type of character. Yeah, because uh, you get hurt often yeah. while, you're, while you're learning yeah. the shit. Because you get right back. Found right? taking very bumps and scratches and all that shit. I was doing that. I can't do that stuff. I loved it, man. <laughs> I can't be hurt, fam. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too sensitive. <laughs> That's <laughs> why so you're just shooting big man alive back in the day. That's why I go to the gym, bro. God damn. People can't know I'm sensitive. God damn. But yeah, man. Yo. Yeah, looking back on it, that yeah, was, that was like an actual, like, yeah, that, that was a moment for me. That's so that's interesting to say because yeah. for me, I don't think I've dropped. Oh, I do have one thing. Mm -hmm. Up until I was like in high school, I didn't feel comfortable telling people that I watched anime. And anime for because look, yo, be real. Anime became a. It wasn't hot. It school. wasn't hot. I it was watching hot. it at a time where people thought it was weird. I was, it was watching it. It was like five. It was like there was a group of kids that were anime kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and like, you didn't want to be a part. I of didn't want to be a part of the anime yeah. kids because if you were 
like given that label of being an anime kid yeah, yeah you're a weirdo yeah definitely a nerd yeah, yeah yeah and then when i came to university and it became like a hot topic everybody and everybody yeah like, yo where are you niggas I'm like, at? Yo, i'm an og like yeah, where are you niggas been <laughs> where, at where was this where was the same energy when i was hyped about an art episode you know that's crazy but I. To, what is like, the world like for you now as an anime? It's fan? way better. Like the fact that you feel like you can breathe now. On like tic- on TikTok, there's like a whole. I didn't have it for me as skateboarding, bro. Like, why <laughs> did everybody skate into skateboarding? Because skateboarding, I think, was popular in the 2000s. It fell off. Yeah, it fell off, and then you got you liked it when it fell off. I started liking anime when it got when it was slow, and then it got hot. Yeah, Tyler the Creator and then made made skateboarding. A little no, those niggas ain't no skaters, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, no, that that's their community. That's where they come. That's where they all yeah, met yeah, up. Yeah. That's that's just yeah. anime yeah. is just it's, it's pop culture now. It is pop culture. It anyone, is. anyone, anyone, like any demographic, they and, watch and I anime need now. People to know. That's I crazy. liked it first. So you're one of those niggas. I eh? was, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not part of the, like, the group of people. Who I listened to their first show. album. Right? I was at the first <laughs> show, guys. First, and then people started watching it after me, and we're like, "Yo, did you like this?" Yes, I watched it when it came out in 2002. It's gatekeeping ass motherfucker, bro. Like, why can't you just be inclusive? No, he's, he's one of the originals. I'm like, thank you. I'm, for the originals, you get to talk this talk. But you know, for people, I have that. You know what? When Sha- Shaquille O'Neal shares that G14 classification. You have the G14 anime? G14 classification, G14 right anime classification right here, guys. I can guys. talk about it. Post but it up. Go, getting back to topic, mm-hmm. like I didn't feel comfortable. And there was actually a time once where I was talking to this girl in high school. And then she was like, yo, what are you interested? I was like, I'm interested in anime. She was like, what? I got ghosted. Deadass. For anime? For anime. I bet you any and fucking money right now that girl's watching anime till, till right now. Until this day, I'll keep it 100. That's not something I share up until I'm super comfortable with people. Anime? And that's probably just like my own insecurity. Anime? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely insecurity. That's, that's, the, probably pop- my that's own the popular insecurity. thing, though. No, but I mean, look, for a woman's perception, no, but it's, like, when it's when weird. It, like, why do you like this? I think cartoon? when you're you, the people just look at what everybody shares in common. But yeah. now as an adult, yeah, no, you look for something that makes you unique. I, I scream and shout everywhere I go that I love anime. But when it comes yeah. to talking to us, like a partner, it's like, it's kind of awkward. It's like, you put yo, that I, aside. I like reading books. I like doing this. I like anime. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's kinda <laughs> when I hear that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> the tone change. Bro, you have a person in your house who's a replica of me. Stop it. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's hard to live in, a, in that house. But to sometimes. that point, I feel like as you grow older, you become more comfortable with who you actually are. I agree, a thousand percent. And then when you become more comfortable, that's when you start having your own requirements as to what makes you happy rather than the people around you, right? Let me ask you a question, bro. Of course. And this is where I'm getting, like, right now, not even right now, like, over the last few years, I have, I've had this thing where I try my best not to influence other people based off of how I think they should be. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you? Um, like I don't like policing people's uh, mannerisms, actions, especially if they're near my age or older than me. That yeah. bothers me. I I used to be very vocal about that shit, right? I used to always say, "Yo, don't do that," or "Why are you doing this?" But I I realized that that leads to uncomfortable discussions about people's personalities that I have no business being a part of, you gotcha. know. So I do my best to now if I see some dumb shit, especially, I'll let it go. You know, yeah. I won't even like. I won't engage in anything like that because I I know I am a confrontational person. I know that about myself, but I don't want to be the person who is influencing somebody to be different from they they think is the right for them. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Whether it's good or bad, that's just not my place. You know what I mean? But that is something that I've been really actually like thinking about over the last little bit, over the last few years, especially because I have two younger brothers, fam. You know, so like for me, growing up, I had that 
kind of like built into me like yo don't do that or yo you should do this or why did you do that right but that doesn't go for everybody i meet you know especially people that are my age or older like i can't nowadays like i can't see myself going up to somebody older than me being like yo why you do that or why are you doing this it's more just like let it go you know it doesn't affect me personally let it go just let them be who they are right? exactly exactly okay. so that's one thing where, I know where does that fall though like if they're doing something that may lead to them embarrassing themselves or niggas looking at them weird is that what you're talking about or it's just a, like i'll give you an example like if somebody is okay i have this friend who laughs like a hyena fam who you don't, know, you, don't know. you don't know. You don't know. Okay, you don't know. God, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. When I say he laughs like a hyena, I mean like his laugh is unbearable, bro. Okay. And 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 he's one of those people that laughs out of the blue. You know when it, shit's not funny. You know. Fam, I feel and like you're describing. Fam, me. there's been <laughs> nigga, just chill, bro. Look at this low self-esteem ass nigga, bro. First he can't get a Somali girl, not getting. What are you telling me? Like nigga. This nigga right here, he's the guy I'm talking about. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but actually, like, there's an actual guy I'm thinking about, bro. Like, and there's been several times, bro. We used to hang out often. We would go to movies, fam. This guy's loud, obnoxious, you know, yeah. just very, very, like, you know, like, I personally was thinking, like, yo, like, you got to have some manners, you know, like, just be polite, you know? That's what I was personally thinking, right? And I checked him on that shit. You know, okay, and this okay. was years ago when we used to hang out. We used to be more tight. I checked him on that shit, and yeah. that nigga got very, very upset at me one day. Okay. Very, very up to the point where he's like, "Yo, I don't want to hang around you anymore, cause you're like trying to be my dad." You know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I had to really take that in. I was like, "Yo, even though I feel like what he's doing is like very like, you know, childish and yeah. like you know he could be better. I'm trying to shape him into a better person. It's not my place." Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not, yeah. And there, it wasn't just the laughter too. It was just like certain little aspects about his personality that I used to always like kind of tap him on the shoulder and be like, yo, bro, why are you doing it like that? Or what? why why, are you, why are you making the scene like this? You know, like yeah. I noticed I, I am very much a downer when I do that shit and I don't like that about me. You know, yeah. I like to be cheerful. I like to be happy. I like to engage with people in the best way and policing their mannerisms and their actions is just not my place. You know what I mean? So I think that's a it's it's a big no no for me now, you know. Wait, do but, you guys think? Do you think like your friendship was bound to get distance? Yeah, because we he, weren't. Yeah, like he may gain attention. You don't like the attention. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's my thing. You know, like what I realize in that is that you'll you'll more so be comfortable with the people that you align with. You know, in terms of like your 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 morals, your mannerisms, how you see life. You know, like when you when you tend to chill with those people who are more similar to you like you won't even have to go through that, those confrontational moments really you know because like you know like everybody's like-minded and shit you know my thing was growing up i used to always venture out into different circles you know different social circles and shit like that and and, and i and i still do don't get me wrong but like i didn't have an immediate uh space or circle that i could go to and kind of just you know be my own personal self yeah right that kind of developed over time but in that, I learned that I can't insert my personality in where other people reside their personality. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the guy that polices somebody's uh, mannerisms or little things like their laughter and yeah. their, their speech <clears throat> and their, their way of questioning things. And, you know, like, that's not, a, that's not my place. You know what I mean? I so, like, I, I, had, I, think, I had to leave that behind. I think, you, like, I, I'm really happy that he checked you in that because he was like, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. If you're telling me to take out components of who i am exactly what am I'm i doing not coming to you whole and exactly. you're having a, a side of me that he told me straight up like 
stop trying to be my dad. Yeah, yeah. Those words hit me so deep. I'm like, yo, this guy's my age. I am trying to be his dad right now. Like, let me chill. Yeah. You know, that really hit me deep. And then since then, I've, I've never lost that. Like, it's been in my head like, yo, don't be that nigga's dad, bro. <laughs> he has a dad. <laughs> he has a dad. <laughs> yeah, but just to navigate back to um, our topic, it's like, I really think, man, people's whole, like, people's whole objective is to make everyone happy. And I think as like a closing, I know we're going to close out soon. I think it's really important for people to realize that what makes you whole is only what you can decide. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, especially in the Muslim community where like, I get it. Our parents are everything to us and Jannah is under the feet of our mothers. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say, but, mm -hmm. but I just want to say, at what point are you willing to sacrifice your own mental health mm -hmm. to the point where you're satisfying every requirement of what your parents want? Because at that point, you're just a servant to them, you know? Can I ask you a question before we round off here? Of course. Do you think there should be an age or an age range where your parents' opinions of you have already been set and there's no, there's no new additions to what they want you to be in life? No, I, th I think parents should always have a strong input mm -hmm. into <clears throat> no, but their, I mean, like my, my question is like, do you think at a from a young age to the point where you're like uh, in your thirties, married, or whatever? You, do you, you think your parents have this one way that they see you being, or do you think that also changes for them? I because I feel like as a parent from zero to eighteen, mm -hmm. you are solely responsible for this kid. Mm -hmm. So you are in charge of making sure that they don't turn out messed up, right? Mm -hmm. Messed up. But after they become 18 and they start realizing who they actually are, mm -hmm. because they that's the first time that they will separate away from you entirely and kind of become their own person rather than be a plus one to the parents. Mm -hmm. I think that's when you should give them the ability to grow and the space to become who they actually are. Right. Mm -hmm. And at that point from zero to 18, I think parents should have a very strong hold as to what kids do. I'm not saying controlling, but a strong hold. But after 18, I think, the parents are like this shouldn't be the final decision maker. Mm -hmm. A parent should have a strong opinion as to what the kids should do, mm -hmm. but the final decision maker should always be the kid. 100%. And I feel like in Muslim communities, people don't do that. Mm -hmm. I think up until you're a hundred years old, your parents' like final opinion of you is law. And I don't think it should be like that. I think the people around you, like for example, you, if I came to you with like, uh, a question right mm -hmm. and you gave me your opinion mm -hmm. i would 100 percent put that into the pocket of like my final decision making right mm -hmm. but no offense but your your opinion it's not the law may not be the final thing that i go mm -hmm. for and i really think people of a certain age need to realize that at the end of the day it's your decision to make mm -hmm. it's not the people around you mm -hmm. yes the people around you can give you their opinions on to what that decision is mm -hmm. but you need to be happy with the decision that you make at the end away from other people you know what I mean? I agree. Does that make sense? hundred percent. And I think a part of it too has to deal with like the uh, the word I used earlier kind of works for this, but alignment, you know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think your values and morals, especially with your parents, have to be aligned, you know? So yeah, that facts. you can kind of get us Like the, your parents, for example, want the best for you at 100%, all times, you know? 100%. So like you know, even though some of the things that they're saying, you might not agree with it, that it's for your better, the betterment of you, right? 100%, yeah. But I think what I mean by alignment is like, if you're, like, for example, let's say your parents want you to go work in the bank, you know, they're like, oh, that's the, that's the shit that's going to make us get out of the mud, blah, 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 blah. 
right? If you can, what I mean by alignment is since you already know that they have this idea that that's going to help us help you and, and be, make you successful and stuff like that. If you can somehow mold that thought process and present them with something that is similar or almost in alignment with what they're saying. Like if, 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 if your dad came to you or your mom came to you and said, yo, I want you to work at the bank. And then you told them, oh, but I actually can work in software development who does this for the bank. You know, like I think alignment along those lines goes a long way, you know, 100%. and I don't think people are not necessarily people, but I don't think young people aren't as willing to compromise their goals and aspirations and, de and decisions based off of how they want to align with the betterment of them based right. off of external factors, right? Parents, friends, uh, family members, right? They all want the best for you, right? Majority of the time. Majority of the time, they want the best for you. So I think it's uh, a responsibility almost of ours to, to see where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And like I said, align with their idea of the best version of you, you know? Yeah. Whether it's some kind of compromise, an alternative strategy, or even a conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that helps along the way. Cause like, I feel like growing up, I did that some myself too. Like I had a conversation with my parents, like the whole college university thing. I had that same shit. They were like, yo, you ain't going there. They're like, you're not going to college. I don't care. And and I was accepted to university, you know, like I got into university, but I had to like lay the law almost and tell them, yo, like this is my plan. A plus B plus C. I just need you to hear me out on it. It wasn't pretty at first, but alhamdulillah, I was successful. Right. Yeah, you were. But to a it, degree. To a degree, you know, so like, <laughs> I think for, for that, you know, like it, it all started with the compromise, the conversation, you know, that's missing, I feel like in people's lives nowadays, you know, because like you said, it's, it, everything is law, right? But there's no real compromise or conversation being had. So if you are in that position, I just want to say, have a conversation, talk to somebody, especially if it's your parents or somebody who's very important or a figure in your life, tell them what you want, mm -hmm. listen to them. And come up with some kind of compromise because you never know. That could be the missing link for you. You know what I mean? And the thing is, parents typically believe that kids are this thing where they don't have plans, right? Mm -hmm. If you come to your parents with, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Here's A, B, C, D. They're more likely to be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Because for the most part, like your cats, right? You don't, you don't really think that they, they're anything without you. Mm -hmm. You know, like parents are under this impression that, I need to do everything for them because exactly. if, if not, they're not going to be successful. And then I'm, I'm going to be a terrible failure of a parent. Mm -hmm. But what parents need to realize is you molded this kid to be everything that you wanted them to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you need to realize at a certain point, you need to be hands off and let them succeed or fail because both of those experiences are going to be awesome. If you fail now, you know not to do that again. If exactly. you succeed, now you know that this is a path that I can take. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, parents are too hands-on as what the, the kid's future will be mm -hmm. to the point where they're scared to let go. And letting go is something that I, I think it's super important as a parent because that's how you know you did well, mm -hmm. you know? And on yeah. the... Sorry, Sorry I want to ask you a question now. Yeah. Since you, you lived on your own before, mm -hmm. and how did that f alter your relationship with your parents and as well as build your self-worth and your, your own independence? Because that's the important thing because parents will reflect their beliefs. But if you learn yourself while you're away from that and your parents see you as, you know, this guy is his own man or own woman, if women are listed, that's that's an important thing to me because that's what I learned when I was on my own. So just speak speak to that. Honestly, like it's a very good question, actually. 
Um, and I was thinking about this through, uh, throughout the years as I've left home and come back, right? But, and it ties back to what I was saying at the beginning too. Like that was a little bit of an identity crisis for me, you know? I think personally now, looking back on living outside of home for a year and a half, um, I think I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do that. If I, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't, wouldn't? do Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. I wouldn't do that because I think a part of me didn't realize what, and my, my parents weren't, uh, well, my mom specifically, she wasn't with that decision at all. Okay. She wasn't with that decision at all. She was very against it. Um, my dad was very much for it. He was like, go see life, you know, go experience the real world and whatnot. But my mom was telling me it's very unnecessary. You shouldn't be doing this. Um, come stay with us. You know, like she was very much, it sounded very sheltering, you know? Yeah. And I was against that thought. I was obviously like, yo, I'm, I'm making my own money. I have a salary. Let me go see what the world's about. You yeah. know, like I want to go and venture out. You know, gotcha. um, quickly, I realized that this is what I didn't know. Actually, um, I had everything planned out and I'm very good at planning things out. You know, when it came down to finances, when it came down to living situation, food, all that stuff, I had all that shit down. What I didn't realize was that my family's company, just their company was very, very important for me. Just having their presence around, mm -hmm. whether it's just them being in their room, walking around in the kitchen. Um, you know, like I, I very much felt loneliness, you know, yeah. like very early on. And I was, I didn't know how to deal with that. You know, I've never dealt with that. I've always lived with my family my whole life. Right. And there was days where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I wish I could be hanging out with my bros and I can't, or I wish I could be talking to my mom or I called my mom and she didn't answer the phone. You yeah. know, like those moments really got me, man. I didn't know that that was coming, you know, at all, you know? So I, I wasn't able to brace myself for that. And all throughout that, while I was going through that, the only thing I kept hearing in my head was my mom's voice telling me, yo, don't move out. What are you doing? Why are you moving out? You don't know what you're getting yourself into. It's, it's scary out there. It's a big world out there. She was telling me everything that I was feeling before I left, you know? And then when I got back, I, I, I mean, I, got, I went back home under like weird, uh, intense circumstances, right? It wasn't, it wasn't a decision that I wanted to make, but I had to go home, right? Um, but when I got home, even though pretty much hell was breaking loose at the time where i was going back home yeah i felt so at peace the day or the week i got back just because i was back in my crib with my family and just amongst them again i felt so at peace like i felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder and mind you i didn't miss any rent i didn't have any real struggle out there it wasn't like my heat wasn't broken you know like i, alhamdulillah, I had a roof over my head i was <laughs> doing well you know like i was living the adult life yeah but i was so miserable without my family being around. And I was very far from them too. So I couldn't even make the, uh, the trips to see them as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even know that that was a factor that was going to hit me after uh, when I was leaving. You know, I was just trying to see the, 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 the life in front of me, like the growth aspect. Oh, I'm going to become this man. And I did to some degree because I learned that, right? And it kind of scared me straight and made me realize there's a, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. But I did not know that shit when I, was, when I was leaving. I only learned it after the fact when I got back, you know? And then what the, the whole peaceful aspect of me living back with my family was just the fact that I had their company around, you know? Mm -hmm. And they didn't even know it, but I was just loving the time that I was back. I was enjoying it, you know? So, like, living outside... I definitely think it's important, though. I think, it's, I, think, yeah. I think that was a learning lesson on its own. And the reason why I say I wouldn't... If I can go back in time, I wouldn't do that is because I don't think I needed to learn that as harshly as I did, you know? I think it could have been more... Cause like th there was a time where I wasn't even talking to my mom, you know, and we were just, uh, not on speaking terms because of the decision of me moving out. You know, I think that part, that era of my life was, could have been avoided mm -hmm. if I just listened to my mom, 
You know what I mean? And that's only an after-the-fact thing. If I can push back, mm-hmm. I think you needed to go through that in order to understand that this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. If you stayed home, part you would of me, have never known. Part of me agrees with you, but when I look back on the actual living conditions and situation that I was in, yeah. I look back and I think I could have waited and got better. You know? I could have waited a little more and did a little better for myself. I could have had that same experience, that yeah. same life journey I went through, just in a little bit of a better living situation. I think you being the person who you are, you, you, I feel like you're an overthinker and you would always have thought that I could have done a little bit better before this, you know? I agree with you. And I think you having that experience, realizing that, because you didn't take it from your mom, mm-hmm. you, you realized that yourself that this isn't what I need in my life right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you had to go through that entire experience to realize maybe even though I know you said there were circumstances that you had to go home, but mm-hmm. maybe this is something that I really need at the moment. Going home is what I need. And you realize that mm-hmm. from, I, w- I don't like to say failure, but from the setback yeah. of living by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And now, you, now that you're back home, you have this sense of community that, mm-hmm. you, that you didn't know that you would have needed when you were doing that planning, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. And so I think you did well for yourself. And it's also gonna, it's also influenced my next move too, because I'm not going to move as far out. Yeah. I'm not going to go back to downtown Toronto. You know, I'm going to stay more in the West. And like, it's influenced so much new decisions that gotcha, I never gotcha. thought I'd have um, to make when I was leaving, you know? So like, it, it was a learning lesson. But the reason why I say I could have waited a few years is because, yo, shit happened in that crib. Man. <laughs> shit, shouldn't have happened. I'm just saying, shit was going down in that crib. It shouldn't have happened. There was, it was the thinnest of walls I've ever seen. Bro, it was, <laughs> I was living in a, a frat house, fam. You know what frat houses? I was living in a frat house. That was my going to college experience. <laughs> You know what I mean? But oh, crazy. Yeah, that's still cool. No, I definitely, I think, like, I've had the experiences. So I definitely think it's an important time in everybody's life. Because the thing about our community, especially, people go from their parents' crib mm-hmm. to their either their spouse's crib. Right. Just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, the other non-Somalis, are, I, don't, I don't I don't know about our community. Mm-hmm. They, others, they go live a university somewhere else mm-hmm. and have the experience of it as an adult. Mm-hmm. So when you get back to the crib, your parents see you as some sort of adult mm-hmm. that you've had time to go on your own. So you may know better for yourself. Mm-hmm. They can give you input, but they're not so domineering with their opinions. Yep. Well, and you're and you're in the crib. Your your duke still see your your dirty underwears and stuff like that. So go pick that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it different? They still look at you yo yeah, a I little bit like a child, mm-hmm. and they their opinions. They feel like hold more weight, mm-hmm. so that it's an important time. Even though, like you said, you missed your family, and there's certain aspects. Mm-hmm. But as a man, I think it did. You you would agree, yeah. Like there's certain important things that happened during that time, definitely. And the respect between you and your parents had changed. Oh yeah, our that. our relationship grew tremendously, tremendously since I, I think I've that was that experience on its own gave me the most respect I've ever earned in my house. Because I don't know, first, I guess in my parents' mind, they were like, he survived. Yeah. You know, even though he's back, he's like, he survived. You know, and it's a harsh world out there. Never asked him for money. You know, it was just me, myself, and I. I made the best effort I could. And now, after the fact, I'm treated with a little bit more respect. I can you see it. You didn't come back under duress. Exactly. Like you came back for the family. Mutually, yeah. I came yeah. back mutually. And it was like with open arms. And now, like, I'll give you an example of the type of respect. Like before I used to get calls late at night. Yo, where are you? You come back. I don't get those calls anymore. You know, if even like if I were to stay out for a night, 
at a friend's house or something like that. Yeah. I don't I don't get the yo when you coming back. I now am the one to text or call and let them know, yo, this is what's happening, you know, like as opposed to let me just wait for the call to come in. You know, like yeah. that our relationship has changed tremendously. I guess, I guess you know, so. so like it's 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 grown, it's gotten better. Um, but like like I still have my own personal regrets too, you know, like I'm not gonna share any personal stories, but that crib was mud. <laughs> it was mud. <laughs> Crazy. No, I agree. Thank you, Thank everybody. You everybody. This, is this is another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast. Um, very interesting one, actually. Um, but give us your opinion in the comments below. Tell us what you think. Tell us your personal experiences with identity and people's influence on your life. Uh, and we'll read it over. And we might just talk about it next episode. I, I would love so, that story. That would be like, sick. share, and subscribe. <laughs> uh, like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends. I'm Slim. This is my brother. Kiyama. My other brother behind the camera. Mokhtar. We out.